0: Hello, dear listeners. Today I want to talk about feminism. The title of the podcast today is Are You a Feminist? I will uh, try to tell you what I think of this in this episode of the Overcoming Your Story podcast with me, your host, Miriam Joku. I was on Clubhouse the other day in a room of Senegalese women just for a little bit. And then the women were sharing the dangers, the fear, the oppression they face in their daily lives as women. So the title of the room was, um, Why Are Men Afraid of Feminists or Feminism? I don't remember. Something like that. The men were coming on stage to speak and say that the women were victimizing themselves and there was nothing wrong in in society and so the women were very upset uh, rightfully so I think and so other men were coming to to defend the the men who spoke before to say that the women were rude and and then so these men they went and created a counter room uh, where many people went to Uh, I also went to that room and they were okay, they were not very, they were very, they calmed things down. They said they just want to have a discussion, they, um, things like that. And, um, uh, I went on stage and because somehow it was so weird, it just sounded like, ah, uh, like kind of the this is a big word I'm gonna say, but the racism debate where one person is telling you there's no racism and then you go through racism and you know there's racism and the other person is telling you, no, 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 there's no racism. Yeah, so this one is something else, but what came true was that the men were saying there was no problem and then like kind of invalidating the experiences of these women who go through a lot of stuff in their daily lives, in their families, in society. And then the men were like, no, 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 but there's no problem these, these are uh, ideas from the West. There's no problem. And, uh, and these women, they are doing like really concrete things to help other women who are victims of um, many things, domestic violence, rape, and things like that. So the men were all hung on the words. All the women, they were rude. So if they cannot uh, speak politely, we cannot speak with them. And then for me, it was all down to their ego, like because they were rude, So I went on stage and I told them, I'm like, if we go above the words that these women were angry, can you hear the pain that they are trying to share? Can you hear what they're saying? Can you hear what they're trying to say? I told them, I'm like, when I was a child in in Fumbang, I had this, my cousin called Abdul, like we were really young. We were not even five years old. We would be playing like, outside, like playing all games, chasing one another, hiding here and there, like really playing and having fun. As soon as we got home, they would tell me to serve Abdul food. I would be like, in my head, but this child is as stupid as I am. Why must I serve him food? Why, Why would he serve me food too? Nope. Oh, don't sit like that. Don't spread your legs. A girl doesn't spread their legs. You cannot wear this. Do this, do that. And then Abdul was free. He was my age and I was already serving him for real. I was so angry about that. But if I said something, I would have been smacked. So I didn't say anything. So the way boys are socialized and the way girls are socialized is very different. And it's funny because research shows that before um, five years old, boys are more sensitive than girls so i don't know what happens afterwards of course the socialization comes in with school and everything but it's a system it's patriarchy it's it's a whole system that sustains that that the boys are socialized in a different way they don't go through the things we girls go through it's it's a totally different experience i saw it from with my own with uh, my own experience, um, where I was already serving this other child who was exactly my age. And there was, I mean, there was no justification. He was not an elder. He didn't need any help. He could go get his food by himself. But I was taught to serve him fufu, bring water for him to wash his hands. And I can still remember that that was so unfair. And as a child, I was like, "But why can't he bring me water to wash my hands, to eat my fufu, and serve me fufu too?" Anyways, just to say that it's like patriarchy puts the women in a position. In what I saw growing up, in the position where the women even support the patriarchal system, and then the the I mean, like the mothers, the older women, and then the young girls. They are forced into these roles, you know. Um, so they, 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 we, we are educated to sustain these roles and to shut up and to be in our place and to, to be subject to violence sometimes and just to, to sustain it because to those are our traditions. Then you start hearing something that oh, we've always done it like that. These are our traditions. These ideas are from outside. In Africa, we don't know that things are going well for us when we don't import these ideas. But the thing is, as a male growing up in such a system, you don't have the same experience as a woman. You don't have the same violence imposed on you. You don't go through the same things. So I think in such a debate, which is very sensitive, which is very hard to have, because it's, you have to like confront Parts of yourself, it's very uncomfortable. You have to face your own ego. It's as if you've been accused of being a bad person. But that's not it. When a person is silent for so long, when they start talking, they will not talk in a very smooth and constructed way. They will come across angry, frustrated, and different things. And I invite everybody to come with compassion to listen to these women because most of them went through a lot of hurt, a lot of suffering with nowhere to turn and no one to to talk to. And now that they are starting to talk, to say things, uh, we should listen and the men should listen. I know it's hard for them, but they should listen because the feminist movement needs the men to work together with the women to undo these patterns in society that actually uh, don't serve us because a woman who is educated we sustain more people in her family even we have to change things and we have to work together we cannot be i mean it was really oh, uh, oh they spoke like this we cannot stand that they speak to us like that and then i'm like can't you see that this person is in pain can't you take it out of yourself or above yourself and see that this person is coming from pain and not attacking you for you? It's their way of expressing their pain. It's not the best, but can we bring in some compassion? It's, it's really, it's a, it's a difficult debate. So in that, I was wondering, so what am I? Am I a feminist or am I, I'm not a feminist? Because I always saw feminism like, Um, the feminist movement from the West, and there are so many different currents, some with which I struggle, you know. Um, I don't identify myself with, I don't see myself in, but from my viewpoint, I think I am a feminist, most definitely, because I want women to have equity, equality in society. And this is even what, what this podcast is about, because patriarchy ties women down in such ways it's really terrible that women don't even know they have the power in them, the resources to stand, that they're really, they're strong, they can do things on their own. It's kind of like, it's it's a brainwash kind of. Even in traditions, many things (coughs) are sustained to, like, oppress women sometimes. I remember my uncle's. Because my mom, when she ran away from her first marriage, she didn't remarry. And my uncles wanted her to marry, not because they wanted her to be so happily married and in love. No, it was for their own honor. How could she? She lives alone. She doesn't even tie, uh, wear a hair tie to cover her hair. How could she? How dare she, how dare she do, do that? But whenever she came to visit, no one there to say anything because they wanted her to share her salary she had from her job with them so they wouldn't say anything but they would come and brainwash me as a child to tell my mother to marry and i would go and say mama uh, please can you marry so that you can bring the honor to the family poor me and um she would just smile and then not uh, say anything but it was really gosh it's really not easy, a situation, even the other women in, in my family just married off like that, you know, without any education or say or that, that. I saw many things that were so, that made me so angry when I was a child and I had nowhere, nobody to, to talk things through it or even ask questions. But I just saw, oh, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like that. I would run away if they did that to me. I don't know. I was just thinking for myself. So we have to be able to hear the stories and make those changes. We have to dismantle these systems that oppress women. Men have to accept to question their own position. I know it's not easy. I really know it's not easy, but everybody will be better off if there was some equity, equality. I mean, as a girl child, I, I really hated being a girl. I hated it. I saw the way I was vulnerable. I was treated different. I, uh, I, I didn't like it. I was not respected. I was a, a tool, you know. I had to clean, serve, and stuff, and uh, I didn't like that. I wanted to be a boy, just because it, you know, that's where the power was. I'm, I'm, I'm like, if I'm a boy, no one would do anything to me and um, especially with the track record in my family of how women are treated so yeah I didn't want to be that so it leaves us with these these things not only my role as a girl child but other things along but they leave us with some trauma that play tricks on us in adulthood I remember uh, the first year I lived with my Boyfriend now husband, it was terrible. I was such a okay. There are many trauma. There were many traumas playing out. But every Saturday I would be in crisis mode. We had to go do groceries. We had to clean the house, take out the garbage. I would repeat to him that I'm not here to cook and clean for him. He has to clean. It was but this came from my childhood. Like he never said he was not going to cook and clean. He was not like. I will sit down and then you do everything. But I was so traumatized by that, by being in a situation where the person just sits there and I cook and serve from my childhood. that I was all in crisis mode. It was like, I think if he dared say, no, this Saturday we are not going to clean the house and do all the crazy things you want us to do. I don't know what I would have done because back then my traumas were just running the show. So these things have a lasting impact you know. So, and um, I think we will be better off as a people, as a society, if we tackle these things. We don't stay on words of someone said this and that, and we accept that there's a problem. There's really a problem. And I saw other rooms on other topics um, uh, um, from from Nigeria and saying that Nigeria is not safe and stuff. So, we cannot hide our head in the sun and say there's no problem. I would say I'm an African feminist because I think in that context, I understand what I'm talking about. I don't know if I'm... Because feminism is such a big movement. I mean, every country has its own branch, even though it's kind of the same thing. But yeah, that's what I would say. Um, If you have any ideas... To share on this topic, or you want to tell me if you're a feminist or not, or if you have any questions you would like me to read on the podcast and answer, please find us on Instagram at Overcoming Your Story Podcast or on my website, miriamjoku.com, where you can send an, an email and then we read your question and then I will try to, to answer um, your question on the podcast. It can help others. So till next time, bye for now.